Hey, what's up? Welcome to the Mary Life Lessons Podcast, the place where I keep it deep, simple, and spiritual. My name is Gemi, and as always, I'm here to share with you all things Kingdom Over Culture for the purpose of us growing closer to Christ. Now, in today's episode, I'll be speaking about my best friend and partner, the Holy Spirit. Let's jump straight into it. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you so much for tuning in. So excited to have you here today. Before I jump into the topic of the day, I want us to do the most important thing, as you know, and that is jumping into prayer. So Heavenly Father, thank you so much for this opportunity. Lord Jesus, I ask that you anoint me and bless me as I speak. And Holy Spirit, have your way today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right. Boom, we are doing this. We are speaking about Holy Spirit. I'm so excited to speak about today's topic. Um, Holy Spirit is someone that I love. He is my partner, my friend. If ever you've been touched by um, this ministry and you have been blessed, man, like if there's anything, anything um, that I've said or spoken and you felt blessed by, know that it is not because of me, okay? know that it is not because of me the person who drives this thing or this ministry and who empowers me and who is in me and who is before me beside me behind me it is the holy spirit it is holy spirit and the power of jesus also working through me so man i'm so thankful right for 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 this opportunity um and i'm praying that it blesses you so holy spirit i believe is someone that you know when you think about him sometimes i just feel like we don't really get to see him properly we don't really get to see him you know um you know when jesus walked the earth and he said uh if you have seen me you have seen the father right i feel like when we also see the holy spirit we're seeing jesus we're seeing god as well right so man many times i think <laughs> that's just what it is we don't get to see the holy spirit we don't really get to ex- know who he is sometimes but you know holy spirit is someone who's is such an intricate intricate and um important person in the body of christ he's someone who is like i said my best friend literally um man he's my partner you know he helps me with so much he helps me to become more like christ um he helps me walk in truth he leads me in truth he is someone whom i lean on someone who i love so deeply and depend on like he's my everything okay so yeah for a believer (laughs) for a believer to walk in fellowship with holy spirit is such a beautiful and important thing but in in, in today's episode in the series that i'm speaking like look if i literally (laughs) could have the holy spirit just like show up and manifest right next to me um and like grab a mic and literally speak i would just hand it over to him but by his power i'm gonna um allow him to share and speak on who he is um yeah through this episode man so as you know like the series that i'm on right i'm literally or the lord rather is targeting people who are lost okay the lord is targeting people who are lost in this time and i think many times um when we speak about the holy spirit right it, it only seems to um attached only to believers okay but but there is something more behind that there is something more um 
behind that you know holy spirit doesn't just start working when you're a believer holy spirit starts working before you even become a believer in all essence before you encounter christ you actually come in in in, in um you come to see or you come to I don't want to say the knowledge, but you actually encounter Holy Spirit. But the thing is, many times you don't see him. Many times you do not see him. When Jesus was on the earth and he was speaking and he was preaching the gospel and this word, it was by the power of the spirit. And when you would sit and listen and you hear the words of God and you began to believe, that was already the Holy Spirit working um, in that person. To draw your heart near to God, to open up your heart, to allow you to at least receive that message of salvation or receive the gospel of Christ. So Holy Spirit is someone that is so big. He's not limited to just the church. He operates in power. Yes, he, he did amazing things. God did amazing things through the apostles, casting out demons, healing the sick, you know, did amazing things also in the ministry of Jesus. But what I noticed is also that, that when you see the Holy Spirit, he was also um, working in the earth in the time that we're living in right now, working in the earth. He's the one that is able to, you know, cause a person to draw near to Christ. So as a believer, right? You already know and understand what that means for you to have the Holy Spirit. But when I sat down and I thought on what Holy Spirit was giving me the visual of seeing and understanding. And even now as I'm speaking, reminding me, right? And what he's saying is that I've already begun working. I was already working on the surface of the earth before anyone could even see. When we go to Genesis chapter 1, it speaks about how um, the earth was formless and, and was without void, right? And then God the Father spoke the word. Right. And now we know when you look at John chapter one, the word is Jesus Christ who became flesh. And when you look at um, Genesis one again, where it says that the earth was 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 void and was formless. Right. And then um, and it says that the spirit of God, the spirit of God was hovering over the, 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 the face of the deep or the spirit of God was hovering right over the waters. And already. That already shows and speaks how holy spirit was working man see see what holy spirit was is making me sense and feel right now is that many times we don't see him we don't know him but he is such a powerful and intricate person that plays when it comes to this message of the gospel and salvation so when I share today, today, right, as a believer, you know where you stand, you know your stance. But I'm here for those who are unbelievers, who desire to get to know Christ, who maybe um, don't even know who the Holy Spirit is and you've never heard about him. So I'm here to share this with you. Don't, don't um, you know, eradicate this and move away and think, I don't need to know about this um, because Holy Spirit is the person whom um, will allow you to understand. I know sometimes, like I said, we only confine it to um, being a believer, but what the Holy Spirit is making me realize is that it's bigger than that. Like I started working before you even became a believer. I was already doing something before you even thought, before I even had the thought of coming to Christ. He is the person who's already working. So who is the Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit is a third person of the Godhead. He is the Spirit of God, a divine person, not a thing, not a it, okay? He's a divine person. That's why we call him he. He's a person. 
He's seen in scripture in both the New and the Old Testament. He's someone who empowers us as believers to live for Christ Jesus in truth. He also is someone who worked alongside God, like I said, in the beginning of creation in Genesis 1. So Holy Spirit is equal to God and Jesus, okay? He isn't last and he isn't in lower ranking. He's equal to God and he is also um, someone who... How can I explain it? Yeah, he's equal to God, right? They're equal to God. They're the same. So Godhead, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, they are the same, but different, it's like different persons. And they, and they have different roles, if I may say. Holy Spirit is also someone who empowered Jesus Christ with his ministry here on the earth when he walked and lived as a human being. And you can see this many times through the scriptures in Matthew, in John, in Luke, and Mark, where it speaks about the things that Jesus does. And also when you go into the book of Acts and you see the apostles and what they did, they were empowered by the Holy Spirit. Another example is in Luke 3, when we, see, when we speak about Jesus, is when, um, when Jesus was getting baptized and it says that when all the people were being baptized, Jesus was baptized too. And he was praying and as he was praying, heaven was opened and the Holy Spirit descended on him in bodily form like a dove. And a voice came from heaven, you are my son whom I love, with you I am well pleased. So Holy Spirit is someone who lives on the inside of us as believers. And he's also someone who helps us to follow Christ, to walk in Christ. So if you believe in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, know that you have the Holy Spirit living in you. But the Bible also mentions that, right? Like if we don't have the, if you don't have the Holy Spirit, you're not saved. If you're not saved, you don't have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, of course. Because he's the one who helps us to be born again. When we receive Jesus Christ, we receive the Holy Spirit who creates a, a new birth in us and we are born again. So now the question remains is then what is the role of the Holy Spirit? If you are someone who is an unbeliever, doesn't believe in Jesus Christ, right? And you've never seen him, you've never heard of him. What is his role? What is his role in your life? If God's will is for people to be saved, that means that there is a role in something that Holy Spirit is currently doing. And it's to reach others. He reaches others as well. He touches others. So Holy Spirit plays many roles, okay? So what is his role? Holy Spirit plays many roles in, li in the life of a believer. And I can share some of those things, right? But it, it, if you're an unbeliever, it may be hard to understand unless you have his spirit. But here, I just want to share specifically like what he has given me, okay? And this is for someone who is backslidden or lost in the world, right? Believers already know, you know, what he does. But for you, someone who isn't saved or doesn't know him, right? You need to at least see and understand. And that's what he wants me to address, is that he wants you to know about him and the role he plays in your life, Okay, the role he plays in your life is someone who's lost in the world and doesn't know Jesus Christ. He plays a major role. Okay, and I'm going to list just one or two things um, that are major that he does. Right. So number one, Holy Spirit convicts you of your sin. John 16 verse 17 to 11 says this. Uh, let me read it quickly for you. It says this, but I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. It is to your 
advantage that I go away. Because if I don't, the advocate won't come. If I do go away, then I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world of its sin and of God's righteousness and of the coming judgment. The world's sin is that it refuses to believe in me. Righteousness is available because I go to the Father and you will see me no more. Judgments will come because the ruler of this world has already been judged. Ooh, that is amazing. That is such a deep revelation that I can actually see from that. So that is in the NLT. I want to quickly read it for you in the Amplified Version. So it says, this is Jesus once again speaking, right? I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, strengthener, stand by will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him the Holy Spirit to you to be in close fellowship with you. And he, when he comes, will convict the world about the guilt of sin and the need for a savior and about righteousness and about judgment, about sin and the true nature of it, because they do not believe in me and my message and about righteousness, personal integrity and godly character, because I am going to the father and you will no longer see me about judgment, the certainty of it. Because the ruler of this world, Satan, has already been condemned. Man, that is already breaking down so much of what the Holy Spirit comes to do here on this earth. You know, as I'm reading the scripture, I'm seeing that, um, you know, I'm mentioning conviction, right? Convicting us of our sin. But through the scripture, I can already see how there's, 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 there's a bit more, okay? So Jesus mentions how he convicts of sin, right? The guilt of sin. Number one, the guilt of sin and, and the, the need for a savior. So we need a savior. Right. Number two, he mentions God's righteousness. Okay. God's righteousness, which is personal integrity and godly character. All right. So when we receive Jesus Christ, like we also get to receive this. And then the number, the, the third thing, uh, number three is the coming judgment. And he says what this coming judgment, the certainty. Listen to that. You know how people be like, Sometimes people think, oh, well, uh, God is not really going to do much. Or, you know, people, here's the thing. Satan will lie to you and make you feel like you can live whatever life you're going to live. As long as he can keep you blinded from the truth and the reality of the judgment of Christ or the judgment of God that's going to come. Um, he keeps you in complacency because Satan knows that he's already judged. He's already fallen. He's already in the world. And he's trying to send people to hell. So he knows judgment is coming. So he tries to, to, to blind people from that. That's why it says the certainty of judgment. And what does Jesus say? He says, the problem is that people don't believe in him. Right? It says people don't believe in him. Because let's look at verse 9. What, what the Holy Spirit comes to do. It says, and about sin and the true nature of it. Because they do not believe in me and my message. That's deep, yo. See, the enemy can fool you. And make you think you don't need a savior. Satan can fool you. And what the Bible says is how Satan has blinded the minds of the people. So Jesus was saying all of this, right? Before he was crucified. Before he was crucified and before he um, 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 rose from the dead. When Jesus was saying this, it was before he ascended into heaven. Um, and he was telling his disciples what's going to happen prior to him um, ascending into heaven. So explaining to them 
what's going to happen years before he goes to the cross and you know before the last supper the last supper and all of that right so at that time holy spirit was not yet in the world and as you can hear and see in the scripture um jesus the way he was explaining it was just telling them was to come to prepare them because the disciples were upset and sad that jesus is going to leave them but he's like no actually it's actually better that i go because if i do go then the holy spirit will come okay so holy spirit now is able to be amongst all of us right if you're a believer we're sitting all to, we could be in a room filled together all of us have the holy spirit and it's and we're filled with that right but jesus was human he could only be at one place at one time but holy spirit now is able to be across any person and believer in the world right so holy spirit um in the time that we're living in he's already here in the world in this day and age in 2022 as we are living on this earth holy spirit is already here because jesus has already ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the father and will come again right and so holy spirit is already in the earth so there is a role that he is already playing Right, so after Jesus left in um, Acts 1, I believe it speaks of that. Then in Acts 2, it mentions how um, now Holy Spirit came um, on them. I'm sorry, came and fell on the disciples in the, the, the day of Pentecost. And this is when the disciples were gathered in the room and they started speaking in tongues. Um, and it says when, yes, in Acts chapter 2, it says in on the day of Pentecost, as all believers were meeting together in one place, suddenly there was a sound from heaven, like a roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames of tongues and fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other tongues as the Holy Spirit gave them ability. So it shows that the time that we're living in now also is still the same time. We, we still have Holy Spirit moving. So Holy Spirit convicts you of your sin. If you're not a believer, he convicts you of your sin. When you know, sometimes you live a lifestyle, you know, and you're not aware until you hear the message of the gospel of truth, which is Jesus Christ. Not this lukewarm stuff, but real, the real gospel that changes you and causes you to, to, to repent. You feel that conviction. And what does convict mean? Convict means, I looked it up and it says to find or prove to be guilty or to convince of error or, or sinfulness. See, Holy Spirit will convince you. You know, you can, for example, right? You could be doing something for such a long time and until you come across the message of God or until you feel something on the inside that tells you that, man, this is wrong. It con He convinces you that this is not God's will. This is not God's standard and this is not right. Another meaning, right, um, is to declare something to be guilty or a criminal offense by the verdicts or a jury or the decision of a judge in the court of law. So now in order for someone to be declared guilty of a crime or offense, right, there has to be a judge. Well, the same applies, right? The same applies. When we sin, we're guilty of breaking God's law, right, and um, already sinning against him. So that means what punishment you were supposed to take, right? For that sin that you caused, Jesus took that so you could be free from guilt and not under God's judgment. So when you believe in Jesus Christ, you receive what, what, what he's already done. He's already paid the price on the cross because you may be sitting and feeling like conviction, right? And it's, it's when now you turn to God and you're like, God, what do I need to do to be saved? And he just says, believe in Jesus. So you may have sinned against God. Now what? All that guilt and sin, etc. 
all that was punished right and placed on the cross in jesus christ and he went on the cross and died in your place so that you and i could have a relationship with jesus or you and i could have a relationship with god as well so when you accept jesus christ right you are righteous in god's eyes free from sin because he doesn't see your sin anymore but instead he sees his son jesus christ and the price that was paid right so this is what the Lord wants for you. So as an unbeliever, as an unbeliever, Holy Spirit will convince you of your sin and you will feel it. And some resist it. Some try to stay in that place of death. Some try to stay in that place of, of lies. And even though they feel that, no man, it's the thing that I'm doing is wrong. They'll still stay on there. And in essence, just rejecting the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Okay. Psalms 81.19 says, Righteousness and justice are the foundation of your throne. Unfailing love and truth walk before you as attendants. This is speaking about God. How justice and righteousness is the foundation of his throne. That is amazing. This is the kind of God that we serve. So God is someone who is righteous. Okay. And is also a just God. He wants you to be saved. So when you come across a believer trying to share the gospel with you, they're not trying to judge you, you know, they're trying to show you the way. Yes, some probably may try to, you know, and that's their own issue if they speak it in a judgmental way. But in essence, what is supposed to be on our lips and our tongue is grace. Offering grace because even though I am saved or I am a believer, I too was once a sinner and I also received the grace. So the grace that I received, I should also be sharing the same with you. Remember, you as a person being on this earth, right? You have free will and I've mentioned this before in my previous episode. You have free will, right? God's plan is for everyone to be saved, all men to be saved. But you have free will. Okay, you can feel that nudge and tug of Holy Spirit and it's either you can resist it and pull back or you can just confess and say, you know what, God, I have sinned. You're right. I've sinned against you. It's true. It does not matter if you think you're right in your eyes. That's what I've said about myself. Like it doesn't matter that if I feel like I'm right in my own eyes, I've learned that my opinion doesn't matter. Um, but that the truth of the matter is that what God says and his word says is true. Okay. So God desires everyone to be saved. Second Peter 3, 9 says, The Lord does not delay as though, he is as though he were unable to act. He is not slow about his promises, as, as some count slowness, but is extraordinarily patient, extraordinarily patient, <laughs> extraordinarily patient towards you. Not wishing for anyone to perish, but for all to come to repentance. That is the reason why you sin and you're thinking, you know, you sin, you sin, you sin, and you think maybe it's okay. Um, but, you know, it's, it's, not that God it's not that God condones that. He doesn't. He's looking to see, will you at least have remorse for what you're doing? You know when you, it's like, you know when you know something is wrong? Because I've been there before. You know when you know something is wrong and you do it? And you look up to see, did anyone see me? Does anyone know that? Sometimes it's not things that can be physically seen. Sometimes it's in your heart. Remember, God hears and sees everything. He's the very person who created you. He sees everything and knows your heart and your thoughts. In those moments where you get that nudge and tug on the inside of you, 
that you feel like, yeah, I just picked that one thing up or I just did that thing. No one saw. He saw that. And in, 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 in you doing that thing and thinking no one didn't see it and he's seen it, that was an opportunity for you to repent or to turn. You know, it's in those little moments like that. So God wants us to be saved and to be like him. And the world can do a great job at convincing you that you don't need Christ. But that is all a trap, unfortunately. So imagine an all-awesome and infinite God wants you and I to be saved. And this can pose a question. You know, this can pose a question. This It did for me. It can pose a question, right, on, you know, what does he want me to do? What does he want me to do? What should I do? Yes, I violated his will. Um, yes, I've, 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 I've sinned. Then what? I choose him. I choose the truth. I choose to repent. Because when Christ is being presented to me, that's an opportunity to receive grace. An opportunity to receive the love of God. An opportunity to be right with God. But if I ignore the truth that is being presented, unfortunately, it leads to consequences of a person ending up in hell. And that is not God's desire. That's why Second Peter speaks about that. He's not wishing for anyone to perish. So even though we see the world being crazy or in shambles, God doesn't wish anyone to perish. He's wishing, he's, he wants people to, to come to salvation. Yes, he's all-knowing. He's patient also. But some people may not choose the Lord, unfortunately. Because they choose themselves or they choose not to listen. So that's point number one. That Holy Spirit will convict you of your sin. And point number two is that the Holy Spirit bears witness or testifies about Jesus Christ. John fifteen twenty six says, But I will send you the advocate, the spirit of truth, and he will come to you from the Father and will testify about me. So the Holy Spirit bears witness about Christ in us. He comes from God the Father from heaven. He, like I said, he's the spirit of truth and leads us into all truth. Okay, so he, so when you, when someone is probably like speaking the message of God and it resonates as truth in your heart and you're able to receive that, that's the work of the Holy Spirit beginning to bear truth on the inside of you. He's saying, you know what, yeah, that is, I, 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 you know, I see that. So he bears witness in our hearts so we can turn to Christ, right? And he's a person who also opens up our spiritual eyes to understand the truth about Jesus Christ. When we're actually humble and open up ourselves enough, to get to know Christ, you're able to, you're making room for Holy Spirit, if I can say that. You're making room for the Holy Spirit. Point number three, Holy Spirit draws you to Jesus Christ. John 6, 44 says, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. Uh, and the Amplified, that's the ESV version. And the Amplified version says, No one is able to come to me, Unless the father who sent me attracts and draws him and gives him a desire to come to me. And then I will raise him up from the dead on the last day. And the verse 45 says, it is written in the book of the prophets. And that they shall be taught of God. Have him in person for their teacher. Everyone who has listened and learned from the father comes to me. So man, humility is such an important thing. 
It is hard for someone to get to know Jesus with a stubborn or hard heart. So you as an unbeliever, if you're being if you have a stubborn heart and you're not willing to humble yourself and think that you know what, maybe I don't know everything, you know, and you just desire to know God and you seek him with all your heart, you will find him. He will be found by you as he says in Jeremiah twenty Jeremiah twenty nine, I believe. Yes, Jeremiah twenty nine. And if you desire, he will honor that. You know, when people fall into, when people like end up just following Satan to hell, it's literally because they just choose not to listen to God or they choose to do their own thing. And God is just going to, you know, let them go as much as he wants you to be saved. He's not going to force you. All right. So when we have a desire to know God, like I said, we make room for Jesus and then he begins to reveal himself to us. And Holy Spirit is able to come in and do his work in us. So as you receive the message of Christ Jesus in the gospel, whether you're hearing it from preachers or you read the Bible or you even just have this desire in your heart to get to know Jesus Christ as Savior, Holy Spirit is working. He's, he's looking and seeing. He's working around you and he's the, he's, he's, his job is to draw you to Jesus Christ, to bear witness, okay? To bear witness. And he also convicts you of your sin there's so many great things more than that of course that the lord does um but i just wanted to share just for the time that we have here you know the three things that you can think of or look at or recognize when you look at your life as an unbeliever if you've had moments maybe you having flashbacks right now probably thinking about you know there was a time where some person randomly came to me and told me this is this whatever it was and that thing was like something you were thinking about something you were praying about that was god holy spirit god using that person right or maybe someone you saw a post that was speaking to maybe a prayer you already had in your heart it's those little things that show you know maybe there's a message i don't know what it is in your life specifically but you know and as i'm saying this you're probably already getting flashbacks of moments where you've seen that man actually when i think about it you know this was happening this was happening Sometimes maybe you missed it and were not even aware that God was speaking to you. But this is what Holy Spirit wanted me to share with you as an unbeliever. To see and understand that, you know, he can, and it's not limited to this. Other people have just had like powerful encounters with Christ. You know, God can do his thing. But for, 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 for this message, this is what he just wanted me to share. For you to be able to see, you know, maybe wondering, where is God? How does God work? Well, you know, there's so many ways. And sometimes it's just even with the things on the inside of us. Like you said, it convicts us. He convinced us of our sin. For us to realize that, man, what I'm doing right now, this is wrong. This is so wrong. Sometimes it's through scripture. Seeing a Bible verse and like, boom, it hits you that, wow. God is actually against this and that's not what he loves. What do I need to do? I repent. But the most important thing is this. The need for a savior. As you saw what Jesus mentioned, we need a savior. Okay? We need a savior. It doesn't matter how boss we think we are. We need a savior so much. Sin has messed up people and caused people to be evil and caused people to do all kinds of things. But Jesus doesn't want that for people. But we have a choice to choose. We can either choose life or death like um 
Moses says in the book of Deuteronomy, that we can choose life or death. Or we can also just choose Christ. Or we can choose to ignore the message and not believe. And you see, look at the key. The key is just to believe. It's not about whether you are right. It's not about whether um, you did everything right according to your standards or eyes. It's not about even if you did everything wrong. Okay? We can't fix this thing on our own. It's deeper and bigger than us. That's why we need Christ. We need a Savior, Jesus Christ. And Holy Spirit is already in the earth, walking, doing His thing, moving around, working rather, working in the earth to bring people to salvation before the return of Christ Jesus. So I pray that you'll be one of the people who finds themselves in the kingdom of God because God desires for you to be saved. The times that we're living in are rough. It's not a joke. It may seem chill. It literally says when Jesus is coming back, some of them will be partying, they'll be doing the thing. It's going to look like life is normal. Likewise, in the days of Noah, when God warned Noah about the ark, it was literally... um, a time where the people were just drinking, partying, still having their own fun. And then boom, suddenly to them, it seems sudden, but Noah already knew because he was already preparing and building the ark. So my desire is also for you to be saved. But it is not my job to do that. Ultimately, it's Holy Spirit who will lead you and convict you. And also you deciding to believe the message of the gospel. So I pray that this episode has blessed you. Um, My job is done on this end. Um, Yeah, man, (laughs) there's really not much that I can say, but this is who Holy Spirit um, is and the role that he plays in the life of um, someone who is not saved and doesn't know Christ Jesus. So, yeah, I'm just going to end it right here. So Heavenly Father, thank you so much for what you've done today. Lord, I pray that this... um, episode blesses whoever whoever it needs to bless in this time may they hear exactly what they need to hear lord i did the best that i could god and it may not be perfect it may be rough but god you know my heart you know my my the intention and the, the desire that you were trying to pull through lord so by the best of my ability lord i share this message and i pray that it blesses this, the people who are listening and that man people will just come to know christ because you are the most amazing person amazing person i've ever been with thank you so much for everything that you've done for this episode and for every person who'll be listening in jesus name i pray amen 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 and amen well guys thank you so much for tuning in i am so grateful for this opportunity um listen (laughs) Yo, I do not take credit for anything, man. It is purely by God's grace that I'm able to do this. And I pray that the mercy and the grace of God um, will find you. And you will choose salvation. You will choose to come to Christ. Remember, you may feel like you don't deserve it. You may feel like, Jesus, you must have the wrong person. Do you know who I am? Do you know where I've been? And he says, yes, I know. And he still loves you, right? But again, I pray you choose life uh, and you choose Christ. And be blessed, man. Until next week. Bye.